Welcome back to episode 25 of Inside Illini Football. I'm Matt Damon, sports editor at the News Gazette. Alan Likas is across the table here in podcast headquarters here in Champaign. It's, uh, what day is it, Colin? Wednesday, July Wednesday. 7th? Yep. Missed you guys. I haven't done a podcast in a couple weeks. Colin and I honestly forgot about it last, last week. We yeah. were... Uh, we were busy uh, with some other uh, tasks related to our job, and I think it was like Wednesday afternoon, and we both texted each other and were like, hey, we forgot about the podcast this week. But yep. uh, It happens, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we were just in kind of a rush to get as much done ahead of the 4th of July weekend, so hopefully everyone had a good 4th of July. Colin, how was your 4th? It was uh, just fine. Just fine. Very warm. Okay. Uh, tried to not to get burnt too badly, but, you know. Even though I should be used to that with, like, state track and things like that, I'm still not very good at applying sunscreen, apparently. <laughs> so you make the best effort you can, really. How about you? Uh, it was fine. Grilled out. Wife actually did the, the grilling, so I'll admit that nice. publicly. I uh, sampled everything. It was good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was fun. Kids enjoyed the, the fireworks. and uh, Everybody stayed safe. That's everyone stayed safe. So that's where we're here for... Uh, another episode of Inside Line of Football because we enjoyed our 4th of July in a safe manner. Well, Colin, where do you want to start? A lot to uh, catch up on. Yes. Uh, recruiting is obviously the big talking point uh, at this time of the, the calendar. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, name, image, likeness that did not exist in our world two weeks ago when we recorded our last episode. And right. now it is front and center in everything we do with college athletics. So what? Uh, where do you want to start, Colin? Um, yeah, obviously you've touched on pretty much every everything I think we should touch on here. I, I think starting on the rec- recruiting front is fine because we will be uh, we will be discussing some NIL stuff later in this podcast when we do our draft, and plenty of recruiting has happened, um, or I guess recruiting decisions have happened since we last podcasted. Illinois is now up to thirteen members of its class of twenty twenty two. Um, I think, if I'm counting back correctly, there's been three verbal commitments since the last time we podcasted. I, I hope I'm counting that back correctly. Um, going back to a little furthest back, uh, which wasn't all that long ago. It was five days ago. Um, Ashton Hollins uh, mm-hmm. out of Mississippi uh, committed to Illinois at the beginning of the month. Actually, my, my story on him published five <laughs> days ago, so it was like a week ago. But anyway, um, yeah, Ashton Hollins committed out of Mississippi, so Illinois uh, going down south uh, to recruit. Um, out of George County, uh, there's another current uh, Big Ten uh, athlete out of George County as well uh, over at Indiana, Ty Freifogel. Um, Hollins is an athlete. Um, he is being scouted largely at receiver because that's where he's played at a lot of these camps that athletes are going to over the course of the summer at different colleges. Illinois has obviously held a lot of those. Um, but according to his coach, I talked to Hollins' uh, coach at George County, uh, and he told me, James Ray told me, that uh, they're going to use him as a quarterback, actually, because, one, they, they graduated their starting quarterback, and two, he just he just stood out uh, mm-hmm. when they put Hollins in practice after his baseball season ended. Uh, they realized, okay, this kid uh, this kid understands uh, defenses, how to break down opposing defenses. He's got the athleticism to both throw the ball and run the ball. 
Um, and obviously he's got the athleticism to catch the ball as mm-hmm. well, make plays while catching a football. So you've got a kid who can do a lot of different things on the high school field, and that obviously opens up options for him at the college level. You can feel like somebody like an, an Isaiah Williams who is, uh, you know, started at quarterback now is, is taking pictures with multiple position groups <laughs> as they go to different uh, – July uh, dinners at mm-hmm. coaches' houses. He's with like every position group at this point. But getting back to Ashton Hollins, yeah, he transferred from Alabama, from a school in Alabama to Mississippi, so that's why the Mississippi coach, James Ray, didn't really know what he was getting with Ashton Hollins. Tried him out at quarterback and realized okay, this kid's really good. So um, Illinois, I, I think, scouted him as a wide receiver more than anything. I think that's what they're targeting him as. He has pretty good size at uh, 6'4", 170 pounds, so the height is there. You put on some more weight and become really hard to take down, uh, especially on like deep routes or things of that nature. Um, and kind of fits into the mold recently of Illinois getting some some bigger guys at receiver. Of course, Josh Bebe comes to mind uh, mm-hmm. right off the bat. So uh, I think that's a, that's a good get for Illinois. It sounds like Hollins was fairly under-recruited, perhaps because of the pandemic, uh, perhaps because of where he lives in, in down south in a, an area that maybe some schools aren't terribly familiar with. But regardless, Illinois jumped on him, was the first school to offer him, and Hollins committed almost immediately afterward. And I realize I just talked a lot about one commitment. We've got three <laughs> or two more to talk about here. It's all right. The, the second commitment since then uh, happened last late last Friday night. Uh, Brett Bielema put out his bat signal on Twitter that good news was coming to the, uh, the family, right. as he likes to spell family with two L's. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, uh, but Matt Freeze, a uh, an offensive tackle out of New Jersey, uh, committed to that uh, last Friday night to make it an even dozen in the class. And then this past Sunday, Jared Beatty, mm-hmm. uh, a linebacker out of Oswego East High School um, near Aurora in the, in the western suburbs of Chicago, uh, pulled the trigger and, and committed to the Illini as well to give them 13 recruits total. Uh, Beatty's commitment, it makes it seven in-state commitments mm-hmm. for Bielema's uh, 2022 class. Hours later on Sunday, while a lot of people were starting their 4th of July celebrations, uh, a priority recruit for Bielema and his staff, uh, Austin Brown, uh, four-star uh, safety out of Johnston City, also a, a running back, I believe, down in southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, had Illinois among his potential favorites, ended up committing to be Illinois' old program at Wisconsin, so he'll play for the Badgers now. Um, I know back in the spring when the dead period was still going on, the Illinois coaching staff, I think minus Bielema, Made a big to-do on social media about taking a mm-hmm. giant Illinois charter bus, complete yeah. with orange and blue logos and everything, down to Johnson City for a fishing trip. Um, not so subtle way to say, hey, Austin Brown, you're a huge priority for us. Right. Uh, but in the end, Brown ends up picking Wisconsin. I believe Illinois is still in the top 40 in the country right now when it comes to the 2022 class. Uh, still got some positive momentum Rolling, um, as our colleague Bob Osmussen wrote in, in Tuesday's News Exec, though, again, despite all the positive strides that Brett Bielema's made, especially on the in-state recruiting front, and I think that was kind of a big, obviously that was a big focal point for him when he took the Illinois job, is to improve relations with Illinois high school football coaches after they maybe had soured mm-hmm. in the Lovey Smith era. Uh, still a lot of work to do to catch up in the Big Ten. Ohio State is the clear-cut number one in, in the recruiting class, uh, both by rivals and 247, and will likely hold on to that top spot. 
when it's all said and done. Um, their Illinois, I think, is 11th, tied for 11th right now in the Big Ten with Maryland, uh, Northwestern, Iowa, and Nebraska trailing Illinois and Maryland in the recruiting rankings. So still some work to do, um, but a solid class that's adding depth mm-hmm. and also I think just showing the fact that Brett Bielma came in with a recruiting plan and seems to really be delivering on it. He's uh, Hollins, you mentioned him, uh, transferred, I believe, from, uh, into his school in Mississippi mm-hmm. from right. Alabama, is familiar with Joshua McCray. Uh, Bielema's first commit that he nabbed in, in the 2021 class. Um, so, and obviously, Freeze, an offensive tackle out of New Jersey, the, the third New Jersey prospect in the class, joining quarterback Donovan Leary and tight end Owen Anderson. So, apparently, when Bielema was an assistant with the Giants, <laughs> living in New Jersey, he was still paying attention yeah. to high school football in New Jersey and, and what was going on there and, and had some connections uh, there as well. And Illinois is uh, stockpiling some depth in, in this class. Uh, that'll be, uh, I think, close to the you know 25 players that they'll end up signing so a lot more recruiting still to happen but all in all a, a solid start and um yeah recruiting recruiting never stops guys. yeah this is a busy month as far as uh, commitments i would think at least if things go according to plan because these camps start to finish up as kids you know some of them take a, a breather for mm-hmm. a couple weeks the coaches take a breather for a Going couple weeks yep and then uh, and then they come back and then it's time to start high school slash college football practices and, and eventually games so july and then early august big times for some commitments to start rolling in uh, especially for all these kids that may have been under-recruited or not recruited at all because the pandemic really slowed down their progress. Um, but yeah, I think uh, these last two commitments, uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot to talk about with several of Illinois' commits in this 2022 class. Uh, Matt Freeze, though, being, uh, I think with Freeze and Jared Beatty, uh, both, it's the fact that Illinois beating some, you know, some strong teams, some strong opponents for for these athletes' services, and that, that's the case with quite a few of these class of 2022 commits, which in recent years, I mean, not to disparage, you know, some of the schools that were recruiting some, some kids, but, you know, when you're just, I, I feel like I saw, and I, sorry, Toledo, but I saw Toledo <laughs> on, like, every kid's Uh, list and that was like the top school that was offering like each one of these kids over the last few years for Illinois not with everyone but with a good number it feels like and you look at Matt Freeze he's a he could have been a Penn State legacy his older brother was a four-year starter on the offensive line at Penn State Uh, Matt Freeze didn't have an offer from Penn State so I Mm -hmm. guess that couldn't have worked out but still he had offers from Arizona and Arizona State and a a really rising Buffalo team and Indiana Mm -hmm. Syracuse um, Yale I mean you got some Wake Forest Forest. You got some some legitimate schools being beat out there, and then on Beatty's side, Michigan State, uh, Minnesota, Tennessee, Arizona State, Cincinnati, again Indiana, Iowa State. I mean, these are these are schools that Illinois wasn't always beating out, even very recently, even like last year or two years ago. So I think that shows very good sign that uh, more people, more athletes, more coaches are buying into what Brett Bielema and his staff are selling, and it just sounds like. Uh, 
each member of the staff has has gotten some some good recruiting work in. I mean, with uh, with Ashton Hollins, George McDonald was the top recruiter. Uh, the uh, Hollins coach, Hollins high school coach, told me that McDonald was a top notch guy. He was really impressed with him. Uh, Jared Beatty's top uh, top scouter was Kevin Kane. I mean, there's just uh, you got all kinds of different assistants. It's not just one assistant who's doing all the work here, not just Bielema doing all the work. It seems like that plan that they put in place early on where they showed us the map with different portions of the state carved out, and then you've got guys scouting their different areas that they've been in in the past before they arrived at Illinois. It seems like that's all coming together very nicely. So, yeah, like you said, stockpiling depth. It's a lot of three-star guys. It might be entirely three-star mm-hmm. guys at this point, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, getting Austin Brown, he was on that four-star. I know mm-hmm. it was 247 had, had him as a four-star. Um, but, yeah, stockpiling depth at three-stars, um, never a bad sign. And every time I see somebody commit, the entire class just jumps on social media to, to celebrate it, uh, every single guy. And uh, I think that's really good for building a, a good chemistry and unity mm-hmm. among those guys. Um, to, to hopefully the point where nobody decommits at any mm-hmm. point. Closer to home here in Champaign, uh, there's a uh, gifted high school football player north of here in Gibson City, mm-hmm. uh, Aiden Lawfrey. Gifted uh, is one way, but <laughs> <laughs> running back, uh, safety for the Falcons, who uh, contributed uh, as a freshman uh, for GCMS when mm-hmm. they won the second of their uh, back-to-back Class 2A state titles. Uh, he is down to Illinois. Iowa and Washington State and yep. Colin I know you've been in communication with mm-hmm. him in, in the last week while he kind of waits to make his decision uh, if he were to come to Illinois he would join former high school teammate Bryce Barnes mm-hmm. who uh, who walked on at Illinois uh, and is now I think listed as an outside linebacker on mm-hmm. the roster so the third position yeah. for Barnes yeah he made the move from D D M D yeah D line to, to outside linebacker like a lot of other yeah uh, line this offseason as well but uh, what do you know about the latest uh, with Hayden Lawfrey's situation going into his senior season at GCMS right yeah I reached out to him and uh, told him you know be glad to to share your story once you make a decision and he said well great I'm looking forward to that but I haven't made a decision yet <laughs> <laughs> so um, I trust his word on that. Uh, if he wants to keep things really close to the vest, I, I, I wouldn't. I would understand that as well. But mm-hmm. I totally believe that he hasn't made that decision yet, at least as of a couple days ago. Um, just looking at his rivals page, uh, his his forecasted commitment is Iowa. That's mm-hmm. the the projection there. Um, obviously, that's just a projection. Only Aiden Lawfrey and probably his closest confidants, his family, truly knows what's going through his head right now. But yeah, I know he was. I'm actually surprised based on you know talk with him and talk with some of his coaches over there at Gibson City. I know he's got offers from several Big Ten schools. Rutgers was among them. I was kind of surprised Rutgers didn't make the final three. I thought mm-hmm. he was really interested in Greg shiano's program maybe he is but mm-hmm. maybe he was just wooed by you know what coaches at illinois and iowa and washington state were saying but mm-hmm. washington state was first and illinois was second as far as making official offers then Rutgers then was third mm-hmm. uh, iowa jumped in later but yeah i mean that's uh it's 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 a really it would be a really good get for illinois just in the sense that it's it's another in-state kid and also a kid in a part of the state that's just not very heavily recruited. Mm-hmm. Gibson City, obviously, in recent years, has sent more kids to colleges than mm-hmm. you know a typical Class 2A yeah. middle-of-the-country school might because... Rural they, school. Yeah, rural, nice. rural's a go- good they word. understand. Yeah, that <laughs> wa- winning two Class 2A state championships definitely helps with that and just having a really good athletic program over there. But three-star, 5'11", 186". 
Um, moves the ball really well on the ground as a running back, mm-hmm. can really pop you in the secondary as well. Um, he's fast. He's fast. He could have won a Class 1A 100-meter dash state championship last month if he hadn't uh, suffered an injury after his sectional race, had to pull out of that race. Um, I think he's probably going to win a state title as a senior, uh, assuming his health stays good. But he's going to be a featured guy for Gibson City this coming year because Isaiah Chapman, their other senior running mm-hmm. back, or their other running back, is a senior and has graduated. Now he won a class, won a state championship in the 300 hurdles to give you an idea of what kind of tandem they had going over there. But yeah, um, hopefully we have some news later this week from Aiden Lawfrey and uh, for Illinois' sake, hopefully it's good news. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world, obviously, to lose out on his services, but it would be a nice feather in the cap and uh, something that guys look at here locally. I think that happened when Bryce Barnes committed, and Mm -hmm. he's obviously not the only local product on the Illinois roster, but he's one of the more high-profile ones because he's gotten some playing time. Um, So I think that would be um, a good sign, uh, especially for these small school communities uh, around here. All right, Colin, name, image, likeness. It's uh, six days old. Uh, hasn't even gone a week, although it seems like it's been around for a month or two mm-hmm. at times. What are your initial takeaways, your initial impressions of what you've seen mm-hmm. either proliferated on social media right. or just read about when it comes to NIL? Yeah, I mean, I think so far so good as far as um, as far as schools' responses to it and individuals' responses to it have gone. Um, I watched the press conference in uh, which uh, Governor Pritzker signed the bill uh, for this state, and everybody was very upbeat about it, obviously. Um, I was uh, pretty impressed with uh, with what I heard from everybody there during uh, during that press conference. I know Vidarian Lowe was one of the guys who, who talked during that, very briefly uh, during that, but I thought about a guy like him and benefiting off name, image, likeness, where he's got two kids and a <laughs> wife and... And, I mean, you could really use that money, especially when you don't know what, maybe you don't necessarily know exactly what's next after your college football career happens. I, I don't know if Vidarian Lowe has that all planned out yet, but mm-hmm. regardless, I'm sure the money would would help. But I, I think, by and large, response has been positive. I know there has been some negative response that's typically been shut down pretty hard. Uh, the, the general idea of the mm-hmm. negative side of it is athletes are whining and complaining about things that they don't have, which I don't understand that as a talking point. Um, what, just because 20 years ago you didn't get to have that as an athlete means nobody ever gets to have it? I, I don't really understand that that talking point at all. That's why things adapt. You adapt or you fall by the wayside mm-hmm. or fall apart. Um, yeah, it's been entertaining to watch guys work on social media platforms. I think we've seen it more with basketball yeah. here with Trent Frazier and Andre Curbelo mm-hmm. have really made waves. And obviously with the Kofi Coburn decision, everybody's talking about how much <laughs> money he could make at different places. And then you, you've kind of with that scene, we're getting off track here a little bit with the football side, but you've mm-hmm. kind of seen the argument being made because I know Kentucky has been the one school that's really been bandied about as a potential landing spot for him and everybody's saying, oh, well, Kentucky's going to have some huge booster who mm-hmm. can give him $2 billion and then he'll go. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, have you seen the money getting thrown at Illinois athletic buildings in the last five years? You're not telling me there's someone who wouldn't come out of the woodwork and just pay him a ton of money yeah. to, to stay here? And that's not exactly how it works anyway. You're not just throwing sacks of money at somebody for no reason whatsoever. I mean, there's a there's a partnership that goes it's a yeah. business deal that goes on the, there. Yeah, uh, the arms race in college athletics is now shifted from facilities right. to uh 
athletes sponsorships and, and that's certainly yeah entities. and that's certainly an important talking point because i mean there are some schools that maybe you know aren't as connected with their local businesses mm-hmm. or what have you but maybe it'll push them to get better connected moving forward and it'll help them improve their their arms as you described it in this race but i think the entertaining thing i saw yesterday was that doug kramer yes. went out on twitter <laughs> and going to get to this yeah asked <laughs> if uh, asked if anybody wanted to to sponsor his uh Sponsor the offensive line, basically work with the offensive line on a business deal. I liked uh, I liked uh, our colleague Jeremy Werner's description that uh, maybe El Toro should get involved. I think that'd be a good partnership, hey, honestly. Uh, I say for uh, we can we're going to get into this later probably, but Marianne's Diner. Yeah, yeah, that's a good right one too. Down the road from Memorial Stadium, just get the entire offensive line yep. there. Yeah, just uh, yeah, some some company that sells food that everybody around <laughs> here loves, that everybody will go to before or after a game, slam dunk for both your offense or your defensive line. Um, yeah, I think so far so good. Obviously, it's good that the NCAA kind of very late in the game jumped on the train and was like, okay, we got to do something. I mean, yeah, this at least has been bandied about for a couple of years. Yeah. We've known about the Ed O'Bannon case for a while. Like, now. Whoa, oh, whoa. this just came up. we got to do something. Yeah, well, COVID has been going on for six <laughs> years, apparently. We didn't know about this. Yeah, um, yeah, just good to see them actually trying to move in the positive direction but it's good that illinois just has something of its own in place i mean there's states that certainly don't have something like this in place um and just relying on the ncaa for something like this i think leaves open the potential for problems because the ncaa will find whatever loopholes it can to kind Mm -hmm. of mess with athletes or what have you so illinois has got this concrete Mm -hmm. law in place signed by the governor i think that really helps and uh, we're seeing athletes here are probably some of the the first ones in the entire state and some of the first ones in the nation i would Mm -hmm. imagine too are really benefiting off this uh one other quick note before we get into our draft which will be featured uh we will pick uh, 10 Illinois football players on this current mm-hmm. roster that could benefit most from uh, NIL, so stay tuned for that. But uh, kind of a cool note, uh, and he'll speak about this more on, on Thursday afternoon, but uh, Taylon Leetsy, mm-hmm. uh, defensive, ba- er, defensive back for the Illini, uh, is hosting a free football camp here in Champaign yeah. in a couple weeks, July 17th at Zahn Park in, in southwest Champaign. And um, Leetsy, obviously, I kind of think I'd caught a lot of people by caught a lot of people's attention this past spring first when he was awarded a, a scholarship he was a walk-on awarded a scholarship by brett bielema in, in a team meeting and then getting the chance to talk to reporters shortly thereafter uh, you know laid out kind of his story and his path to, to where he is now and how he slept in his car for about 10 days uh, when he arrived at illinois and just trying not to get parking the, tickets yeah you know? trying to just all <laughs> the hardships that he's had to overcome so a uh, pretty cool uh, moment for him to uh, to host a free football camp uh, next saturday july 17th at zon park and uh, we'll have more coverage on that in, in friday's news gazette but uh, kyle that's uh, it's a pretty cool deal for yep. for him and, and a way to give back to uh, you know people here in the community and hopefully he gets a good turnout there at zon park i have to imagine he would unless the weather just turns out to be bad so yeah. hopefully the weather is good i mean when an illinois athlete even one who hasn't seen a, 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 an enormous amount of snaps mm-hmm. holds a camp for young kids kids gravitate to that 
that. Um, and yeah, I think it's really cool that he's giving back to a community that he started living in by, as you said, living in his car mm-hmm. in random parking lots in Memorial Stadium. And he's now gotten to this point where he's got a scholarship. He can mm-hmm. benefit off NIL. I mean, what a, what a great rise for him and to immediately get back to the community is very cool. And also a good way for parents to get their kids out of the house during <laughs> the summer. It certainly <laughs> you know. doesn't hurt. All right, uh, to our draft. Uh, like I said, we're going to draft 10 Illinois football players off this current roster that we think could benefit most from NIL. There are no parameters. We didn't just choose these 10 guys. Mm-hmm. Colin, we've got the entire roster uh, yep. to go with. Hopefully you've put a lot of thought into this. I'm going more off the cuff on this. <laughs> uh, but you get the first pick, so you know, you're on the board. You know would have been the first pick if this happened one year earlier was Kendrick Green, I think. Obviously. I think he would have been <laughs> so good for, for this. Um, I'm going my, – my first thought when I think of this is just personality. Mm-hmm. Like these guys who want to get their name out there and who really love talking to the media and talking to just people in general – um, and there's quite a few guys whose names come to mind. I'm kind of torn between two. I think I'm going to start off <laughs> with the guy who is lovingly referred to himself as Rod the Bod. <laughs> Go with Roderick Perry the second, right. the big D lineman. Okay. Um, I think yeah, I think I think your linemen are going to be some of your better guys oh, yes. for this from a, at least from a personality perspective. I mean. And maybe they they don't get as much love like during game day, but I think NIL is the perfect opportunity for those guys to kind of like cash in because you know they're they're the unsung heroes on mm-hmm. the field. So you know that's a perfect type of person to market your product. I think, but yeah, what, what uh, product would he market? Oh, Roderick, some kind of some kind of like. Um, workout supplements or something <laughs> like that something with the rod the bod image something with him flexing like in front of a maybe some workout equipment okay. like maybe just uh, a, a drink like an energy drink of some kind maybe i mean he okay. does have a ton of energy uh, maybe like a, a gatorade type drink okay. or something like that just a local version of that All right. uh my first pick uh i'm gonna go with uh a skill position player okay. for the line i um I'm going to kind of base it off of his name as well. I think okay. he could – I've already got a sponsorship in my mind that he could be lined up for, and, and that's that's Chase Brown yeah. uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably poised for maybe a huge breakout season in, in 2021. He showed flashes last year, um, but he's he's well-spoken. He's articulate. I uh, had to kind of face some tough questions at times last year when the, the program was struggling and, and handled it with, with ease. Mm-hmm. Um yep. So I think Chase Bank should just latch up with Chase Brown, <laughs> and, and there you go. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, I'll take 10% of the deal once the paperwork's all there rearranged. But uh, Chase Brown, I'll, I'll go with him for my number one pick. And I guess, too, this could be kind of a tag team. Yeah, right. I just thought of it as well, but um, obviously he's got an identical twin on the team, Sidney Brown. I'm sure those two could be a combo package, be yep. enticing for, for some area of business. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll go with those two as, as kind of my combo pick, but... But Chase kind of kind of leads the way. I thought you were gonna have UPS have, doing. There's a possibility there, as well. So, yeah, All right, was, um, I'm sticking on my lineman right now. Um, 
I think Alex Palchewski can market some like local mustache cream or something. <laughs> I think that'll be that'll well, be a perfect eating setup. A, well, eating yeah. a uh, Italian sausage from Portillo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, offensive lineman, you got to market some kind of food. Like yeah. that's a requirement, exactly. no matter what else you're doing. But I mean, if you've seen on social media the mustache that Alex Palchewski is rocking these days, I mean, uh, I think you got to. There's got to be some business that sells like hair growth or hair regeneration <laughs> products or something. Not. Alex Palchowski's losing his hair, but you can be like, look at how great this yeah. this product makes your, your head of hair and your face of hair so beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, Alex Palchowski could sell that too, and he'd do like some kind of great deadpan ads where he just like <laughs> stares into the camera and you just laugh your butt off at him. Yeah, so that, that'll be Alex Palchowski's my uh, second pick there. All right, my second pick, maybe, I don't know if this is a controversial one. I, I don't think it is, just based on the position he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Brandon Peters. Yep. Uh, obviously, college quarterback, especially in the Big Ten, I think has the most chance for marketing opportunities and, and to get their face out there and in front of the cameras. They're the ones that get the praise when the team wins and the most criticism when the team loses. And uh, He's just kind of been a steady, even-keel personality uh, entering his third season with Illinois. Never really gets too high or too low. Um, I, I think he could have some potential profitability mm-hmm. uh, that he could capitalize on, especially if he has a good season yep. in his final season at Illinois. And we've seen flashes of it at times in his first two seasons with Illinois. just hasn't been consistent enough. And also avoiding injuries and staying healthy is our other two uh, stumbling blocks for him. But just based on the potential uh, that he could have this season and the effect he could have on this team, I think he could benefit greatly from from nil maybe not right now but maybe as the season kind of gets along and mm-hmm. also too he's he's gonna be 24 years old in uh mid-october uh, i think he's already got two degrees yeah uh so i don't really think classwork's gonna be too much of a yeah right for him, so he could almost outside of football obviously in the time commitments there he could maybe devote some more time to business opportunities yeah. as well i like that um i am going to go with somebody kind of in the same vein i think um Jake Hansen, um, he's he's a guy who obviously is very forefront mm-hmm. for Illinois. He has been he has been their defense for the last <laughs> few years. Not the, I mean he's been yes, huge. I understand part of what it. you're saying. Um, he's just not, he's not the most vocal guy ever. Um, I always get the feeling he he would rather not talk to us, but maybe <laughs> that's a little misguided. Um, but at any rate, he he, has, he still does talk to us, and he's obviously a guy who really appreciates this Illinois program and the fan base. That's why he came back for another year when he could have, you know, found some opportunity to go pro or something like that. Two options that come to mind for me with him. One would be just something where you put him in a commercial where he's hitting somebody really hard, <laughs> just like it's maybe maybe it's like a local uh, gym okay. workout facility. The other one's playing off his Twitter handle, which um, I don't know how you do that. Like maybe like somebody that sells like milk like jugs milk jugs like i i don't know like maybe i should dump him back in the 1920s when they used to have milkmen walking (laughs) the street and um and maybe that would work a little better but there's got to be some product jake hansen could could sell where he gets to like get physical with somebody on a on a tv screen or in a radio ad something like that uh my third pick i think you could 
give this guy a script and he could be a spokesman for pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Illinois fans are still yearning for, I think more production out of him on the field. And I'm sure he feels the same way as well going into 2021, but that's Luke Ford, uh, tight end in state product out of Carterville in Southern Illinois. Uh, If anything, we've, as we've gotten to know him these last couple of years, he has a big, bold personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's pretty outspoken at times can deliver a good soundbite. I could see him just being, uh, used vitally uh, by community businesses uh, when it comes to just endorsing their their products, and I think he would gladly sign up for it. And oh, he yeah. seems to have a lot of enthusiasm, and uh, like you said at the top of this, I think personalities and, and everything goes a long way with NIL. So uh, my third pick, I'm going Luke Ford. Yep, that's uh, I would say have him market some Hawaiian shirts or like <laughs> cowboy hats or something like that. I think that would probably play pretty well um my fourth pick is somebody we've already talked about you know what mm, i'm jumping between two now because i i was scrolling and mm-hmm. i was like okay really like this name and then i scrolled past another one and i was like oh man so you know what i'm gonna change my mind um it's not somebody we've already talked about in this podcast i am going to stay on the offensive side of the ball and go with daniel barker okay as my fourth pick another guy with a big personality i think we see it more on the field than uh, off the field at least as far as uh time with media goes but um maybe there's a local dance company that uh like (laughs) needs needs him to do his uh his twerk (laughs) um and and we could uh could somehow encourage people to sign up for (laughs) for a dance company based off daniel barker's dance moves Uh, Uh, i'm sure there's there's something that he could uh that he could market with that personality and his uh his willingness to dance victor cruz style maybe do something like that so yeah i'm gonna go with daniel barker fourth all right my fourth takes a local product and i'm basing this off of the photo shoot we did with him a couple years ago at his family farm outside of uh was it sibley or melvin Um, or is it north of gibson i think it's melvin Melvin? i think it was melvin uh, that's Bryce Barnes, mm-hmm. uh, outside linebacker for the Illini. He was our uh, News Gazette Male Athlete of the Year in, what, 2018? 20, yeah. Right? 18. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two sports standout for GCMS in football and boys basketball. Uh, but the big takeaway I get from this is that he'd be a great pitchman for a local tractor company. Any farm equipment yep. you need, any agricultural needs, uh, farm and fleet, anything ag related i think he'd be the the guy to to do that he's very well spoken i remember talking to him when he was like 15 or 16 years old and thinking man this guy talks like he's like middle-aged man <laughs> he uses complete sentences and yeah. he says interesting things and um pretty outspoken guy as well but mm-hmm. guy that's known real well locally i'm sure there's be some businesses up in ford county that wouldn't mind yep. having bryce barnes uh, attached to him so there's there's my fourth pick. Colin, final pick. Make it a good one. Yeah, I've got uh, – I think we're going to have some honorable mentions after this. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with the guy I was going to say last um, and somebody we have talked about during this podcast already. I think Vidarian Lowe would make for a really good um, mm-hmm. really good option here. I don't know how much he'd be willing to get his family involved in yeah. certain NIL measures, but if he was willing to do that, I mean, I think that's the perfect setup for all kinds of family-related um, family family related business ventures. Um, he's an easy guy to get behind, an easy guy to rip for. Um, 
you want to you want to be on Vidarian Lowe's side not only because he's a good family man but because he's six six three hundred and twenty pounds <laughs> and he will throw you through a wall if he has to. Um, yeah, I think Vidarian Lowe would make for and he's well spoken to. That's part of the reason he was chosen to represent uh, the team or mm-hmm. represent the school at the yeah. NIL announcement as well. So Vidarian right, well, Lowe. I'm, I'm taking one that I thought would have been off the board by now, Colin. So I feel like I'm stealing one here. It's definitely going to be pick. one of my honorable mentions. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, the pride of Danville. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Griffin, uh, the man that seems to be everywhere <laughs> at any event in town, yep. uh, sporting event or otherwise. Uh, he's got marketability skills. Um, so I don't really know other many other college football players that can say, hey, I'm a kicker and I'm going to play wide receiver too. And that actually might happen this season. Yep. Um, he's returned. He's caught some, some punts last season, actually returned one, I believe. And um, versatile athlete for sports standout at Danville High School. Probably knows each and every business from uh, Danville to the edge of McLean County, I'm sure, and yeah. every town and zip code in between. <laughs> um, very personable guy, likes to poke fun at himself as well, uh, knows when to be serious, knows when not to. Um, also wrote a diary entry for us when mm-hmm. Illinois went out to the, the Red Box Bowl. So. Yeah. Knows the local media scene pretty well. Um, maybe it's a sock company, since considering that's how he <laughs> uh, unveiled his commitment to Illinois yeah. by wearing Illinois socks during a Danville High School boys basketball game he played like in. Um, but yeah, my fifth pick, I'll go with Caleb Griffin, and I feel that I stole this from you, but I will gladly take it. Uh, I just he was my sixth pick. If I oh sixth wow! Pick. My uh, don't tell Caleb. No, nah, <laughs> my uh, my honorable mention pick is going to be Ethan Table, the long snapper. He's there's got to be some way he could use the art he does for like some <laughs> kind of true. marketing purpose. And maybe he'll just sell the art now. I mean, yeah. he could he could he could do that now. I mean, if you've never seen his artwork, he shows it off on Instagram. Pretty cool stuff. It's yeah. worth a look, I would think. My honorable mention pick, I'll go Owen Carney, just because yeah. I don't want him to come here and <laughs> put me on the ground like he does Big Ten quarterbacks with his yeah. sack. So I'll I'll say Owen Carney. Jr. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, Colin. Uh, this wraps up episode twenty-five of Inside the Line of Football. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week for more.